You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Notice Matthew 16 and 21 says, From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes. Notice his suffering is going to be so severe or intense that he tells his disciples that I'm going to be killed. But notice he doesn't leave them without hope. Just like whenever we experience suffering, we're never left without hope or faith. Come on, somebody. Or confidence in the God who is permitting the suffering. But notice he said from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests, and scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. Notice Luke 24. Notice that he has to go to Jerusalem. In order to suffer or to experience a painful situation. He's going to go through some extreme pain. Notice Luke 24 and verse 25. He is now speaking to disciples after his resurrection who do not recognize him or discern that he is the risen Savior. Then he said to them, O foolish ones. Notice why he calls them foolish ones. And slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Notice carefully what he said. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. Remember in Matthew he talks about suffering. But he also connects with his suffering a resurrection. See there can be no resurrection without a death. And so in order to be resurrected he has to, to die. But here he says that after his suffering or after his pain, see, pain don't last always. Come on, somebody. Suffering don't last always. Ought not the Christ to have suffered to ex- shouldn't he have experienced this pain? These things? In order to enter into his glory? And the answer is 
Yes, he had to. And so based upon that, I want to use for my subject a familiar phrase. No pain, no gain. I want to talk to you from the subject, no pain, no gain. My subtopic this morning is simply, my suffering is not in vain. Somebody needs to know that your suffering is not in vain. Because where there is no pain, there is no gain. Can we give the Lord Jesus a big hand of praise for the subject and well as the service thus far? Come on, saints, what a mighty... Mighty service. Without question, we all need to understand the necessity of suffering. It is imperative as Christians, as believers, that we have a good understanding about suffering. Three definitions that I want to stick with us is that suffering for a child of God is sometimes a necessity. Sometimes it is a, a necessity. And so if suffering is a part of my faith, if suffering is a part of being a Christian, a follower of Christ, then I need the right understanding in reference to to suffering. I don't need to be going through, but I don't have the right understanding. Do anybody know what I'm talking about? See, the, the, the believers were first called Christians in Antioch, and when they were called Christians, it's important for us to understand that it was not meant as as a compliment but when they were first called christians it was meant to be an insult but the fact of the truth that it was meant to be an insult doesn't change what it means to be a christian though they meant it as an insult Come on, somebody. It was to the Christian or the believers at that time a great compliment. Hold on. Because the word Christian simply means to be Christ-like. To be like Christ. Now, one reason they called them Christians is because the first century church endured a lot of suffering. And when they looked at all that these people were going through and how they would rather suffer, oh, I'm talking to somebody, than to renounce their faith, than to back off of what they believe and how they actually embrace suffering, it reminded folks of Jesus. It reminded them of how he endured the cross, the pain, and the suffering and the shame. And so they looked at them and they said, you know what? Y'all are Christ-like people. 
y'all behave like Christ. Y'all respond to suffering like Christ. And that's important that we have the mind of Christ in seasons of suffering. Y'all hold on. Because suffering, number one, again, is necessary. It is an absolute requirement. There are times that God will require that we go through some suffering. We may have to go through suffering in our bodies. We may have to suffer financially. We may, we may suffer in reference to, to our job. We may suffer in reference to our family. But, but, but there are going to be seasons where all of us are going to suffer. Not one of us will be excluded. Listen to me. If we are true Christians or followers of Christ. Certainly, based upon what God has ordained for many of us to do, according to the scripture, to whom much is given, much is also required. And so some are going to suffer, if you will, at a greater degree than others. But just being Christian, just being Christ-like, you're going to suffer. Are y'all with me? It also has to do with the necessity being that it is something that's needful. It is something that God has deemed about our lives when he permits suffering to enter, that he being omniscient, all-knowing, all-wise, knows that the suffering is is needful. It, 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 it's needful for her to go through this. It, it, there's a need that, that he go through this right here. That there is a need that they experience persecution. Come on, somebody. And sometimes you have to experience persecution persecution, not from the stranger, not from the person that you don't know, but sometimes like it or not, you have to experience persecution at the hands of somebody not only whom you love but somebody that you have been good to, somebody who am I talking to, that you went out of your way to be good to, yet they will render for the good that you did to them, they will repay you with evil, but you got to know how to understand that God has ordained this time of suffering. And so there's nothing that I could do to cozy up to this person to cause them to treat me right. There's nothing that I could say that'll make them change their mind about me because God has ordained a time of persecution. So it's going to be quiet a little bit because many of us don't have the understanding that we need about suffering. Finally, when God deems suffering to be a necessity, it is unavoidable or it is inescapable. It is again something that God himself in his all-knowing ways has decided about you, has decided about me that we need to go through some suffering. We need to go down a road that is going to be painful. And if we we're going to stay, somebody help me this morning, in the will of God, we cannot look at ways to get off of this road. We cannot look for an alternative.
positive, but we have to learn. And I know it sounds crazy, but you have to learn how to embrace suffering. You have to learn that this too is a part of my journey. This too is a part of what I must go through. Come on, somebody help me. In order to be who God has ordained for me to be. The reason some of us can't pull up and be who God has ordained for us to be is because we're always trying to get around suffering. We're always trying to get out of suffering. Am I talking to anybody this morning? But before I can deal with the necessity of suffering, if we're going to have a good understanding about suffering, then we have to also understand that there are times, sadly, that God's people can suffer unnecessarily. Come on. Some of us don't like to hear that. Because in the church right now, we have way too many people experiencing unnecessary suffering and blaming everything, I said everything, on the devil. Some of us are unwilling to take responsibility. Some of you ain't going to like this. For the things that we put on ourselves. See, if I know and really believe that the Christian way is truly a way of suffering, if you receive just that, that this is a way of suffering, then there should be in your mind what stays or sticks with me in my mind. That if I'm already ordained to go through some stuff, then I don't have time to be putting on myself what I don't need. See, see, this part going gonna, gonna to really deal with some of us. Because right now, some of you are going through things. You're experiencing pain. And you get upset whenever somebody tries to deny you your pain. Tries to deny you that you don't feel this, that, that this is not happening to you. We don't deny. Come on, y'all, I'm teaching right. I'm teaching good. We don't deny that it's happening to you. We question why. And see, sometimes if you don't learn to ask the why, Behind the suffering. I heard somebody say that you can file it in the necessary category, though it belongs in the unnecessary. See, 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 we're getting some help. What does it mean when something is deemed unnecessary? Are y'all going to hang in here? Number one, it says about that thing that, that, that it is not needed. It is not required. Oh, and finally, I love the last one. I, I want you, I want you to get your mind wrapped all around it that when it comes to some suffering that we can bring on ourselves, it could have been avoided. 
I said it could have been avoided. The pain you're in, you don't necessarily have to be in that pain. If you cause the pain. See, some of us are always talking about what's going on in our house, but 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 you're you're troubling your own house. Isn't it amazing how the Bible rebukes a woman and tells a good sister that she can tear down? See, my sisters ain't liking me right now. Her own house with her own something is attacking my house something is attacking my marriage something is attacking my family well good sister is you it's your choices see some of us don't like teaching like this because it makes us not just get out the mirror but it makes you examine your own self could I be blaming somebody who is not to blame while I let the person who deserves the blame off the hook. Woo! This is helping me. Notice, I want to give you two reasons why we can suffer and it be unnecessary. Unnecessary. Are y'all with me this morning? Y'all going to give me a little bit more time to work with it. You have to deal with it in church because some of what people are going through, they brought it on themselves. You talk all the time about the storm, but you cause the storm. Well, Pastor, that's all right. They fired me, but but God made a way one time, and then God will make a way the next time. But wait a minute. They fired you not because you was a Christian. They fired you not because of something good. They fired you for being late all the time. Come on. You see, you'll see Christians waiting on a deliverance and are not ready to admit that I did this. See, I, I, I knew it was going to be t- Two things that can cause unnecessary pain in your life. You know how many adults are in church this morning still blaming folk for their pain? But not them? You have to look at it. Are y'all with me? I know some of you with me. I, I, I can sense it. I can feel it. It changed my life when I learned that some suffering is necessary. But then when I learned, hey, there are things that I don't have to go through if I'll be, watch this, a wise man. If I walk as a wise man, then there are certain experiences I don't have to have. Number one, foolishness. Foolishness can cause a child of God to go through 
unnecessary pain. Are y'all with me? Notice the book of Psalms 38. Y'all hanging here just a little bit. Psalm 38. Foolishness. But pastor, I love the Lord. Yeah, but you can love the Lord and operate in foolishness. Ooh, some of y'all quiet on me this morning. I said you can love the Lord and operate in foolishness. I should have got more amens. I'll say it again. You can love the Lord. I need to break that down a little bit more. You can love dancing in church. You can love running in church. You can love shouting in church. You can love quoting the word. You can learn saying what the preacher said. And you can learn to say it like the preacher. But if you're operating in foolishness, it's going to bring on unnecessary trouble. If you're trying to keep up with other people and don't know your season. Oh, 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 come on. I'll teach it right. Don't know what's in your bank account. Don't know when it's time for you to do and when it's time for you not to do. But you're all about trying to keep up with folk. See, like it or not, sometimes saints get themselves into trouble trying to be like somebody well, can I teach you right that your money ain't like? Come on, yeah, you need to appreciate what sister so-and-so is able to do. But there are times, there are seasons that you better recognize that it may not be my season. See, folk want to sit in and act like you ain't ever jumped out and did. Because, see, we want to make every material thing that comes in our lives to be of God. Come on. It's just right. But, see, I remember years ago when I had to learn a painful lesson. And that lesson was painful, y'all. I had to learn the lesson that looking blessed and being blessed. Ain't the same thing. Woo. Some of y'all ain't liking this word. Looking like you got money and having no money is. But sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. Well, if he did it, I can do it. But you don't pray like he prayed. Well, I'm finna really drop one on you to make you mad real quick. But you don't give like he gives. His life is a product of his giving. Y'all know sometimes church folk, we can, we, 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 we can try to be like others. Somebody pull up in a new car, you see in their car being dedicated to the Lord and, and folk just all around them. And you, I'm going to go get me a car. Why? You don't keep the old one clean. You don't take care of the, you don't maintenance the one you got now. You complaining about a $19 or change on the one now. 
Oh, I'm going to teach it right. Why would you ever go foreign? Why would you ever go European? Why? Come on, somebody. You'll be better off driving what you drive and put a Mercedes emblem in the passenger seat. If you just got to see a Lexus sign, put a Lexus sign. What a speed the mom did. Then go on, girl. Drive your car and put your Lexus sign in front of you. And tell yourself, better days are coming. Better days are coming. God, getting me used to this car right here. Because better days are... He's teaching me how to take care of... I'm getting joy out of washing it. I'm getting, I'm getting joy out of taking it to be served. I'm getting ready. Can I talk right? See, you can bring on pain thinking you're ready for a relationship, single person. But you can't deal with your own issues. I said you can't deal with your own issues. And you better look at some of our newlyweds. Who are finding out that it's something when you take on other people's issues. Well, I got y'all. Psalm 38. We, I got to move on. Psalm 38. This is true and you need teaching like this. Because some saints are, 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 are so caught up in the material that we actually think the anointing is proven by material gain. That's wrong doctrine. How much stuff can I accumulate? And it's okay to accumulate things if it's of God. How many know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of foolishness going on in the church. Psalm 38 and 5. Listen what the psalmist said. My wounds. Are y'all there? Psalm 38 and 5. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. Festering has to do with a wound that has become septic. Can I teach you? It is a wound that is not healing. Oh, y'all better listen. It is a wound that's not getting better, but is rapidly getting worse. Do you have anything in your life that is seemingly getting could it be because of your foolishness? God ordained for that situation to turn for the battle. But your foolishness is slowing down your healing. Your foolishness is preventing your battle. See, I knew it was going to get quiet then. He said, my wounds are foul and festering. Notice, he puts the blame where it belongs. Because of 
my foolishness. Well, Pastor, I'm just waiting on God. No, God is waiting on you to cease with the foolishness. Could have been healed of that two years ago. But how many know there are times that God grant us deliverance? He grant us better. He grant us mercy, grace. And we go out and do something. It's quiet up in here. Pastor, my mind is, is on the verge of a Nervous breakdown. Pastor, I can't help but 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 to experience anxiety attacks and and and, and, and something comes over me and and, and Pastor it, it it makes me feel helpless. But see, could it be? That the foolishness of what you entertain is giving way to your mind not being stable. It is not the will of God for His people to be breaking down because of stress. I'm right. Some of y'all just look. I say I'm right. See and some of you are getting mad. Because you're acting like. I'm trying to take your stress away from you. And guess what you right. I'm trying to let. To call you to let that go. Let that go and take control. Of your mind. How are you going to have a breakdown in your mind in a year where God deemed for you to have an anointed mind, but you have a worrying mind? Y'all know I'm right about it. How are you going, don't y'all get upset with me, to go to taking peel after peel Knowing you hadn't done what you could have done. You don't get your body addicted to no pill in order to have peace. You, you have to get control of your mind and recognize what the Bible said. That Jesus said, my peace I give unto thee, not as the world give. Come on church, give I unto thee, let not your heart. Let your heart be troubled. Let your heart be troubled. You have to figure out things and people who affect your mind in a negative way. And you have to start cutting things loose. You have to start cutting people loose. You have to stop listening to certain things. 
Oh, 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 come on, come on. And you have to get away from people who like you being weak. You have to get away from people who like seeing you down. You got to get away from people who like seeing you in a bad place. Something is wrong when, 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 when you say stuff like, well, you know, that's my friend, Pastor. She always calls me when I'm down. She always knows when I'm down. You know why? Because she don't like talking to you when you're up. She don't like being around you when you got a testimony. She waits for something bad. Good God Almighty. They ain't deep. They just knows it. They ain't deep. They just like seeing you cry about what you shouldn't be crying about. How many know I'm right about that? I said, how many know I'm right about that? You got to surround your people that don't. You surround yourself with people that don't mind celebrating you. Surround yourself with people that want to see you happy. So. Sever the relationship with a person that's in a bad and, and a toxic marriage and, and they want to see your marriage go down. Separate yourself. From such a people. Y'all with me? Foolishness. I understand it in the youth. I understand it amongst the young adults. I understand it amongst the babe, those who are new in Christ. What about these old saints? Ooh, what about the old saints that's up to that foolishness? What about the old saints that's got to post online everything they're going through? What about the old saints that's got to share things that are private with the public? I'm feeling it up here. Well, Pastor, I needed to unbutton. Not on Facebook. Not on Instagram. Oh, I know I'm talking right. If you got to unbutton, why don't you get to church early and hit the altar? Come on, y'all ain't mad at me. And then some folks are so foolish. That when that post get a lot of likes, when that post get a lot of shares, then they start going deeper. And yeah, you're going to have one or two silly folk on there posting back, girl, I feel you. Girl, I've been there. Somebody need to share what you shared. There are some things you don't take to nobody but God. There are some things you don't even try to talk to your spouse about. You look at them and say, pray for me, but I got to go to God about it. I got to talk to Come on, somebody ought to give him a praise right there. I don't care if you're mad. We got to stop the foolishness. Things already tight at the house. And you want to get in your car speed. Come on. 
Not, <laughs> some of y'all ain't going to like this. Naturally speaking, if I don't go too fast, I can afford this beep. I'm saying I can afford the ticket. I don't care if you don't like it or not. They can write me a hundred, two hundred dollar tickets to jail. The fact is, I'm not saying I should have did it, but I can afford to pay the ticket. You can't. Some of us are. Things are already tight. And now you're taking money that needs to be coming in the house. And now it's having to go other places. Listen, because of your foolishness. Baby, why we need ties? We just got ties. I don't understand. Well, I don't know. Them ties just weighing out. If you stop all that unnecessary spinning around and going on and trying to show out. Y'all laughing, but I'm sure there are folks in here got no money to be given no probation officer because I couldn't act right. You ain't got no money for no court fees. I got a soul, a sea, not pay court fees. Whoa! Whoa! Folk got court fees getting mad. Folks on probation. You can't help what you done already did. But this message is coming to let you know there's no room for you doing it again. Come on, somebody. I tell folks all the time, I can care less if a police get behind me. He ain't got nothing on me. Stop me and waste your own time. How you get there? Is it any of your business how I got it? Second Samuel. We moving fast. Second Samuel. But the word is good. I said the word is good. Because we have people. Who are suffering unnecessarily because of foolishness. Second Samuel 4. Now come on, so, so that's, that's the, that's the same type man that, he liked the last man. He liked hitting. Come on, don't, don't, don't choose the same type. He got the same personality. The last one has that you pick. He takes no responsibility. He is not ready to grow up. Oh, come on. Look, 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 look how my single sister looking at me. I know what y'all thinking about. Stand by your man. But see, it says stand by your man. Don't carry your man. You... I'm going to tell y'all something preachers won't tell you real quick, single sisters. When you're single and you choose to get married, whatever man you marry becomes your head. 
he don't know what he's doing. That's your head. So you can't get around Bible. God got divine order. It's God, it's man, it's woman, it's children. Come on, nobody go telling you to marry. No, you made him your head. And when the head is sick, the body will suffer. How much praying you do? Pastor, I'm going to pray us through. You can't pray yourself through that stupidity. Look at 2 Samuel. I got to go. I got to go. Got to go. 2 Samuel 4. 2 Samuel 4 and 10. Listen to me now. The next thing that can cause unnecessary suffering is the wrong type thinking. The wrong type thinking. The wrong type thinking. Look at this powerful scripture in 2 Samuel 4. 2 Samuel is in the Old Testament. Notice 2 Samuel 4 and 10. This is David speaking. I need y'all to really listen. When someone told me, saying, look, Saul is dead. They considered Saul to be David's enemy. Saul was the first king. And they consider Saul being king and David needing to be or being ordained or ushered in as the second king, the God-ordained king. They view Saul as David's enemy. Notice what David said. Thinking to have brought me good news, I arrested him, had him executed in Ziklag. This one, what y'all see? The one who thought I would give him a reward for his news. What did he get? Death. But see, notice how your thinking can get you killed. The wrong thinking. What? Let, 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 let me, I got to say it how I said it. The wrong thinking can get you into something that all your thinking in the world can get you out of. And if some of us would be honest, wrong thinking has messed us up quite a few times. I'm wondering, has anybody here like me ever messed yourself up and then started talking to yourself? Started asking yourself, what was I? What was I? Let me tell you what you was thinking. You was thinking it was going to work out good. But you put into action your little plan. And everything blew up. (laughs) I'm sorry for crying, Pastor. I just don't understand. All this got to happen to me. Pastor, I know that all the time, Pastor. If it ain't one thing, it's another thing, Pastor. I'm trying. What, what happened, sister? Pastor, all, all I did, I just, Lord, have mercy, just so bad. But the harder I'm trying, Pastor, the harder it get out of here. I just did, I'm just thinking about it. If I did that, it just get better. Y'all laughing, but 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 it ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't funny for the person sitting in that seat. Yeah. 
pastor, they called and said, I didn't pay them the money. In 24 hours, they were going to seize everything. Who? The IRS. They passed. They, they said they're going to seize everything. The IRS don't call for it. Do what? The IRS don't call people. They write people. The IRS never calls. Somebody better hear me. The IRS never calls. What was you thinking when you gave them all your information? Sometimes wrong thinking will get you in trouble. I'm finna call. It will cause unnecessary suffering. Y'all ready to close? But when it comes to suffering, who said they ain't ready to close? I need you here every Sunday. Need you here on Bible study. When suffering is not vain, two things. Number one, it is not useless. Y'all better hear me today. Necessary suffering is not without purpose. It's not without purpose. God wants somebody to know what you're going through right now. There is purpose. In the pain. There is purpose in the pain. But you have to take on the mind of Christ in times or seasons of suffering. Philippians 2 and 5 said, let this mind. Come on church. Let, allow this. To be so. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Let it be so. Don't fight it. Don't resist it. But come into an agreement. With Christ. Or with the word. I cannot stress enough in my code. How important it is. Not just to suffer, but to have the mind of Christ when you're going through painful circumstances. I wish somebody shout showy right. I wish somebody shout showy right. When I talk to you about there being no pain, no gain. Gain has to do with two things that I want you to receive. When you gain, you secure or you obtain something. If there is no pain, there is no gain. I'm not going to secure. I'm not going to obtain what it is that God desires for me to secure and to obtain. 
mainly to fulfill my purpose. Look at somebody and tell him, it is important that you fulfill your purpose. Shout it to somebody and tell them, it is important that you fulfill your purpose. Why? Because when I fulfill my purpose, I'm set up. Listen to me if you're taking note. I'm set up just right. I'm in the right position to have what he has ordained for me to have. I'm in the perfect position to do what he has ordained for me to do. And I'm in the perfect position to be what he has ordained for me to be. That's the reason Christ knew that his going to Jerusalem was necessary. They're going to beat me, but it's necessary. They're going to lie on me, but it's necessary. They're going to spit on me, but it's necessary. They're going to whip me, but it's necessary. They're going to crucify me, but it's necessary. I should have got some more amens then. I should have got some folk giving God the praise because you recognize that there are some things that you're going through this morning. It is painful, but it is necessary. No pain, no Christ also recognized that gain had to do with suffering in order to help others. My suffering is not just about me. There's yeah, somebody going through this morning. It's not just about you, but it's about you helping somebody else. Oh, yeah, we got some selfish folks in church. I said, it ain't just about you. All that pain ain't just about you. But my brother, can I remind you? My brother, can I preach to you? It's about you getting in a place as a man that you can help a young man, that you can help a brother. Come on here, somebody. It ain't just about you. It ain't just about you. It ain't just about you. Listen to me. Christ did not cheat death. He overcame death. Christ did not cheat death. He overcame death. Sadly, too many church folk are always looking to cheat suffering. I'm closing. Always looking to to come close to, to suffering, but I got away. Pastor, I almost went through something, but, 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 but somehow the Lord made a way. We, we always looking to, to cheat suffering. But Christ did not cheat death. He overcame death. That's important. This is when he tells disciples who are not Taking on them his mind. Ought not the Christ to have suffered and then to enter into his glory. 
What is his glory? In one sense, he had to suffer the way he did in order, listen, to become our intercessor. Do you know every day Christ sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession? Wow, y'all don't know what that means. Are you really, really got Jesus prays for us every day. Every day Jesus intercedes for you. Every day he intercedes for me. Are y'all with me in my call? But it costs him something to get in that place. Many of us are always talking about standing in the gap for others. But I come to tell you, standing in that gap, you're going to suffer to be in a position to help others. He says, I must go to Jerusalem. But what I love about Christ is that he never got tunnel vision in reference to suffering. He didn't just see the suffering, but Christ could see the purpose in it. He said, but I will be raised on the third day. Look at somebody and tell him or her, there is purpose in the pain. If you don't mind, tell somebody, my pain is not in vain. Let me close with this. Job, who's a man who went through suffering, said this in Job 1 and 21, when people were bringing him bad news after bad news. One bad report after the other. But Job said, mm -hmm. He said, the Lord give it and the Lord taketh away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. What are you saying, Pastor? Joe recognized the same God that blesses is the same God who allows Do you hear me? Not a different God. Your God. Job said, the Lord giveth. The Lord giveth. Won't y'all act like you normally act. When you talk about the Lord giving, we get happy. Come on. We love the God of multiplication. But we struggle with this God of subtraction. Come on. Y'all know it's right. We love that God that, that's giving. Oh, we testify about that God. Church, I just want to stand up here and tell y'all what God gave me. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But you got to know how to bless him when he takes. Take it away means he added suffering. He added it. He added it to Job. But it did not change Job's love for God. And how many of us have been blessed, not just by the story of Jesus, but by the story of Job? 
A man who when it was all said and done. Job could say, no pain, no gain. Job, what did he do for you when all that suffering came to an end? If Job were here this morning, he'd tell you, my brother, my sister, he gave me twice as much as I had before the suffering came into my life. No pain. No gain. The same way we praise him when he gives, we also got to let him know I'll praise you when you allow suffering. I won't change on you, God. And if I change on you, I'm going to repent or let you know that I had no business changing. Shout to somebody, no pain, no gain. I'm done. Let's get. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.